Yo, I don't think we should talk about this. Friday. Made it to the end of another week, and uh, we're going to talk about sex. Baby. Yeah, it's the most prolific form of manipulation, I think. Uh, It is in children's movies, it's in soap commercials, car commercials, literally anything that has a dollar sign attached to it is being sold with sex in some form or fashion. Music. It's pretty much the primary driving factor by which I think any decision has been made in the world. Um, I mean, when you got songs like WAP, enough said. You could argue that uh, the association between carnal desire and uh, the desire to like propagate, like nature says propagate, make more babies. Mm-hmm. So it makes sex one of the utmost driving factors in our psyche. And then the easiest way to get sex is to get power, right? Be able to assert your dominance over another human being, whether that's money or that's violence, uh, manipulation. And we could see that played out on repeat throughout all of humanity's history. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at warlords and Genghis Khan and Genghis Khan is like, like everyone has like uh, 4% of the population has like Genghis Khan's DNA because he was hoeing around the entire <laughs> world he just had a, a harem of like a thousand women yeah. right? that's not how most people live their life but <laughs> oh, no. most people don't have the same power that Genghis Khan had so you gotta ask yourself the question if I was Genghis Khan he was gangbang Khan would, <laughs> how much percentage of the world's population would I leave with my DNA well, yeah probably all of it <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just right there in our face all the time and it, it's up to marketing companies and media to just subvert you know that overt uh, visibility of it you know sneak yep. it in there. It's it's still gonna resonate with you on some level. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, why the Little Mermaid's sandcastles had to be dick shaped? I don't know. <laughs> they totally were. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of it in Disney. We had a whole episode on Disney corporations. Um, yeah, Holly Weird. We had a Holly Weird one on pedophilia and, and shit like that. So this is just kind of a retouch on all that, maybe, you know, so. Well, yeah. And, well, and, and, and in advertising and whatnot, too. Yeah, I mean, how many commercials for shampoos and soaps, Axe Body Wash, maybe it's, ma- uh, oh, that's makeup. We had, um, I want to say, I'm your Venus, I'm your fire, your desire. Yeah. And have like some banging there's, chicks in the shower. There's uh, herbal essences. Or she's like having an orgasm with her hair, like literally. No, yes, yes, oh yes. I want her shampoo. You know, and it's just uh, 
the fucking Marlboro man, you know, appealing to masculinity and having girls around. He's fucking the whole deal. Selling cars, even, you know, rap music. There's chicks chasing their ass all over the place. WAP. (laughs) You know, the wet ass pussy. But why, though? Like, you know, I mean, sex sells itself. You know, that's why. But uh, the reason I want to talk about it was, like, there's this new movie out, Sound of Freedom. Uh, Mel Gibson, I think, is the the director. And uh, it's the story of, uh, I think he was a DEA agent or something. Some kind of agent. And uh, ended up quitting his job and going and saving kids from sex traffickers. And there's all these, like... I mean, every movie gets some kind of bad publicity at some point. But the people that are talking about this stuff, like being a bad movie, like, how can it be a bad movie? It's about saving kids. They don't mean bad, like, bad production quality or bad storytelling or CGI or action scenes. They talk about it being a dangerous movie. Yeah, but how can it be dangerous to save kids from sex trafficking? I don't get it. Like, you're just... Fucking telling everybody that you're a pedo or something to me, you know, and uh, then they're like, there's all these reports, TikToks and uh, YouTube videos about it, people going to see it and like before it really gets into the meat and potatoes of the the movie, it's just like the beginnings of the movie, they'll like stop it and it could be a coincidence, but it happens a lot. They'll like stop the movie and then say they're having technical difficulties and refund your money and then you never see the movie. Or they'll turn on the heat to make it uncomfortable and it'll make you want to leave or just turn the air conditioner off. Or they'll literally like a lady was in there by herself and she said that they said this movie was sold out and she's like filming around and there's nobody in there but her. Just uh, seems like they're really trying to silence this movie. No pun intended. Well, yeah, I mean, that's holly weird for you. Right? Yeah. It's integral to, to their ring, and they want you to turn a blind eye to everything that's happening. It's because they're all involved in it, you know? They're either profiting off of it or doing it, you know? And then there's literally, you know, sex tourists that go to these other countries and basically rape kids, you know? It's fucking terrible. Yeah, like this, Thailand and the Philippines, all yeah. Southeast Asia is notorious for that. And there's um, the kids are so conditioned that they don't even know that it's wrong. You know, it's terrible. Um, this dude, to me, I mean, even if it ain't true, <laughs> even if he didn't do any of these things, the movie—he's a fucking hero in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but like people are like saying that that he's not what he is, and this and that. Who cares? The movie is the movie. Like, movies are all fake anyway. But this one has a good message, and people are starting to notice it and make moves against these high-up people. And I'm surprised not Ashton liking. Kutcher didn't, like, get on board and put himself as the leading man. The motherfucker's a G, man. That guy's awesome. I love that guy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, he's always kind of been behind the scenes, though. I don't think he wants to be the star of the show. Yeah, his uh, organization's done a lot for 
finding and rescuing children that are uh, trafficked or at risk for uh, sexual harassment, engaged in sex work. Um, there was an old, I want to say it was like, I don't know if it was CBS or CNN, but I watched this program when I was like 14 or so. And it, it triggered me so badly because they went around, I, I believe it was in the Philippines and they're looking into like sex trafficking of, of children. And like you said, they're, they're conditioned. So, um, basically, a a man could, according to their religion, once like you have carnal relations with a woman, like you can just force them to become your wife. So like he'd go out, basically rape a woman. Now she's his wife. And then just keep pumping kids out of her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, every female child that they have is then brought up into this sex trafficking. And so, like, the dad would be pimping his daughter out. The brothers would be engaged <sighs> in, you know, all these activities. The father would be engaged. So this kid from the time that way, way, way too young, right, is being incestually um like sexualized and forced to perform sex acts for the family and these sex tourists. And, uh, it's like fucking sickening. It's, it's wild. Like I, I, at that age was just like, why don't we just kill all the men in the country? <laughs> like just walk door to door, just kill every man that, that exists there. Um, yeah. Knock, knock. Let me see your fucking chromosome, sir. And then, uh, put them away. Do you have a dick. Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> not over. anymore. But or it, that. Just blow the fucking dick right off with a shotgun. Just pizza their ass. It is, and it was so infuriating to me. And uh, I, I doubt I could even find that program now. You know yeah, what I mean? It's probably been taken off the internet. Um, but this was around the time you had like To Catch a Predator was popular at that time. So there's been instances where uh, it has been in the limelight. You know? Yeah. I mean, To Catch a Predator is still, you know, why don't you take a seat? It's like still referenced today. You know, it's yeah, in our cultural memory. That's just memory. a discussion though. Like this is like graphic. This movie, you know, it's showing things. and Because it is graphic. Because it is graphic. And and uh, the actor that played the guy, he's doing, doing a lot of interviews and uh, they're talking about Epstein Island and stuff. And he's like, you know, it, it was terrible to even be in this movie. Like it was extremely hard. It was... Uh, eye-opening because i've been in hollywood for a while um i've never noticed any of this stuff or been privy to it until now he's like the scariest thing about epstein island is it's not the only island and then like he was just overcome with emotion and couldn't Mm -hmm. even speak on it anymore and like it was like you could tell it wasn't just acting yeah you know he was like i don't know if i can do this (laughs) It's powerful movie. It's extremely powerful movie, and like I'm always on the hunt, man. I'm always not not on the hunt, but like on the lookout. You know, I'm very observant of everything um, on purpose. Tactically aware mm-hmm. is what I like to be, and I run scenarios in my own head. Like I'll see a kid by themselves in the store, like a young kid. Yeah. And I'll stay in that store on purpose until I see them with a parent or someone who looks like their parent. We uh we got a letter here uh, in my apartment complex not too long ago, and they're really tightening down to like if your kid is not 
uh, like supervised. If you're not there with your child and they're under 12 years old, like we're, we're going to call the cops basically. Good. Um, I haven't seen that. So I think it was bark more than bite because at my complex, I mean, the first day that I moved in, I had these neighborhood kids like, you know, what's all the hubbub going on? And then they came over and they're like, oh, we can help you move. So I had kids on the first day that I don't even know their fucking names from six to like 12 years old, all trying to help me move in, like walking into my house. Mm. You, you don't. I'm like, no kids, thanks, I'm fine. Yeah, just please get stay, out. Play outside, right? Stay away from me. Um, dude, I'm, I'm a white dude with a mustache. You can't be anywhere near this. Yeah, and, you uh, gotta be mean to them all the time. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's rough, but I mean, perception is fact in so yeah. many situations. Dude, if I saw that, yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck like, is all these kids doing in this guy's house? Are those your kids? <laughs> I'd be asking a bunch of fucking questions. Yeah, exactly. But like, no one, oh no. What are they doing in your house? No one was around. No one's asking questions. Just For walking months, by this went on. Oblivion. Um, some of the families have like since moved out. But I mean, there would be groups of like seven, eight kids, and then they're breaking off the little splinter groups running around. It was every day, all day, nonstop. And uh, my upstairs neighbor, um, they have a daughter. She's uh, I want to say six or seven years old. Right? She's super sweet, but she has no boundaries. So. I'll come in uh, to my apartment complex, you know, go park the bike, start walking over. Howdy, neighbor. I'm like, oh, hi, you know, blah, blah, blah. Can I pet your dogs? No, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll walk them in a little bit. Maybe you can see me then, you know, just defer, give no positive time. But uh, especially right after I first moved in here, I'd like open my door and she's just right there. And she's like, can I pet your dogs? And she'd just walk inside, like walk into my house. I'm like, no, sweetie, I'm sorry. You can't. You can't, you can't do here. this. Yeah. yeah. I'll bring the dogs out to you all the time. You know, they were knocking uh, at my door at like 10 o'clock at night. I heard this little boy playing around and they're like, knock, knock, knock. Mister, we're thirsty. Can we have a drink? Do you have any soda? We're hungry. Like, what the fuck is going on? Where, where are the fucking parents, man? <laughs> it's like, I know where, I know where they are. I know, I know that one in particular. I don't know. I didn't know the other one, but, uh. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Hold on. <laughs> like, uh, you know, at some point you, it's like late at night. Like, uh, I probably shouldn't answer this door. You know, you look through your keyhole, everything else, but well, I mean, no, well, I get it. I'm, where were they though? Uh, who, who knows? Were they not home? I, I think they were just out playing, but they just felt so no, comfortable. The parent. Yeah. The parents are home. Kids are outside playing at like 10 o'clock at night. I would have had to be upstairs. Hey, man, your kid's hungry. He's asking me for food. It's 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 wild. Watch your children. Um, I'm so hawk-eyed with kids. It's ridiculous, dude. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm a father, or just because of all the shit that's going on everywhere. But like, I've always been very protective over children, and even when I was one, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, like I was like 12, like beating up six-year-olds because they're picking on people and shit, you know. Yeah, I was um, possibly almost abducted when I was eight. Yeah, I think he told us uh, the story. The guy fucking rolled up and was yeah. like, "Hey, I got some puppies in here." Or yeah, some exactly. Shit. Yeah, me and and my uh, yeah, hell no, my my female friend who was like a year older than I am, and uh, yeah, so it's it's real. It happens. Uh, I think that people have gotten a lot better about hiding it and like in this situation, trying to subvert any sort of coverage or information leaks. I, I mean, bite. I bite. I almost got abducted technically 
it was a parent of someone in the neighborhood and I was at the bus stop and this kid was an asshole, her kid. And, uh, me and this other kid were a lot younger than him and fucking the other kid would like destroy his bike on purpose. Cause he was such a dickhead. And then somehow I got wrapped up in this. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so the mom was like hanging out down at the end of the road, like watching us. Mm-hmm. He would leave first on his bus and then we would get on our bus. And- right. So the kid went over there and started fucking his bike up again. And then she grabbed both of us. Or tried, she right. grabbed him, definitely, and tried yeah. to grab me, and I bit her. I bit the fuck out of that bitch. I was only, like, eight. You know, and she, like, grabbed him by the hair and everything. And oh, I was shit. like, ah, rip him. Oh, pit bull. Fucking chomped <laughs> on her ass, and she was screaming, and I was punching and kicking and biting, and help, help, she's grabbing me. And, uh, yeah, that was the whole thing. Then my mom was pissed. Went down there and beat that lady's ass. But, yeah, man, I'm, that's one of the reasons I got my son in boxing. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I've trained my daughter from birth to fish hook people and be mean as fuck. You know, cup the hand and fucking punch the ear. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, ruthless. You know, but somebody tries to grab my son, they're going to have a fucking hard time. He's strong and he hits hard. Daughter's a fucking machine. So, train your kids, man. Please teach them young don't use dumb fucking names for their private parts don't be like i saw some story where the parents used like a name for you know a crotch right they called it like a flower or something and she's like oh my flower hurts or some shit and then like the teacher doesn't understand it grandpa was like molesting her and if she would have said my vagina hurts yeah or, you know, my crotch or my whatever the fucking word mm-hmm. is, the real word, my pussy, whatever you need to call it to make it happen. My WAP hurts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, to make it happen, then the teacher will ask questions and then something will happen. But, I mean, it's uh doesn't make sense to me why, I mean, I'm a man. You know, so I know, like, why they put hot girls in videos and they put hot girls in car ads and shit because it's appealing and it makes you look at them closer. If it's just a car, you're like, eh, there's some fucking half-naked chick. You're like, oh, shit. It's weird. It's almost like uh, reverse psychology because the majority of us are in, like, monogamous relationships. Right. And you go get married and then you cuff down and then it's like... You always want what you can't have. Right. <laughs> it's like they know that. And so everything, all the time. So it's no wonder that there's people that are addicted to porn yep. and like serial cheaters because like it's just, it's nonstop. You know, you can't pull yourself back unless you take a lot of pains to do so. Um, like Hollywood doesn't cast ugly actors no. and actresses. No. You know, uh, except for roles where they're specifically vilified. Uh, Supposed to be yeah. ugly. And fat. Yeah. I was like, you don't see Danny DeVito in a bikini or, you know, tight leather spandex like uh, Black Widow. You know, <laughs> he's not out there doing flips and splits. You're like, right. Mm, Danny. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's, uh, it's crazy out there, man. You know, you got to watch your kids like a fucking hawk. Um, there's that one movie, Black Phone. See that? Nope, not yet. 
It's good. It's uh, set in like the 70s and this dude fucking kidnaps kids and ends up killing them. And there's this whole like kind of ghost story at the same time. It's mm-hmm. pretty fucking good. But yeah, man. I mean, you know, they had the old milk carton thing when we were kids. Face on a milk carton. Um, which actually, uh, who knows if it's true because nothing's true anymore. But, you know, they had like... Uh, released pieces of the Epstein Island list about like people like kids that were there. Yeah. And then the guy was comparing them to like at Walmart they have the missing kids. You're right. And like there was one of the names. Oh shit. And it was happened like more than just once. And it's like, oh shit, man. So they're probably, you know, raping and eating them babies down there on Epstein Island. Oh. But sex is uh Sex sells in every situation known to man. It's such a, a base thing, though. You know, like, you have sex with someone. It's just like, it's like eating food. You know what I mean? Like, you can look at a good dish. Mm-hmm. And it smells great. You eat it. And then that's it. Like, once it's off your tongue, man, and you're full, you're satisfied. Right. right. It's it's the same concept. Um, People love to eat. People love to fuck. And, uh... Yep. You, I think that we need to exercise some more discipline because you don't have to eat the McDonald's, you know, the thing that's been scientifically engineered to be the most appetizing and mouth-watering. I don't eat it. No, you don't, but you, you understand what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm saying I mean, if, if I can do it, everything else. I'm yeah. fat as fuck, and like McDonald's is delicious, <laughs> but I don't eat it on purpose because yeah. it fucking kills you slowly. No, it's the same thing. I think I think sex is killing us slowly with our our psyche. Overindulgence. Primarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean an overindulgence in everything is bad. Like anything in excess is mm. not good. You know, drugs, sex, food. That's why America is like number one in obesity. Because of McDonald's. Like it's such a, a guy thing to like um put on this bravado about like your your count and stuff like that and all these uh, women that you've been with um like sport fishing i call it like uh, sport fucking yeah. and uh this you know tinder and hookup culture um i had a whole episode on that too yeah and it's just it's not good for your psyche your overall mental health your personality mm. uh, you well, not to- just for the men though for the women you know they're like on there willingly it doesn't make sense to me yeah, so uh, men begin to like devalue women, right, and reduce them down to sexual objects, and then we've seen, which is like a change in history because, uh, and it's almost like double-edged because, um, the like feminism and like women's rights and is so much more prolific now than it was historically, um, and we all want to be treated with basic respect. But then on the sexual side, uh, this is like OnlyFans and shit like that, uh, different huh. cam websites. Like it seems like Ridiculous. one out of every four women that you know has an OF account. Uh, you know, obviously, like you know, I'm not gonna like Grandma. You have an OnlyFans? Get <laughs> off of there. You know, but like all all women in this particular age group, you know, like 18 to 35 or 40, whatever, um, are are out there, and they're reducing themselves to sexual objects. And then, like, still demanding to be respected as, <laughs> yeah, 
like a, a whole such a fucking catch twenty two situation. And then so it's at odds with what our traditional concept of sex and where it belongs in culture. Because at the end of the day, like it's just a body. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't devalue someone because they're out there fucking making money. Like it's it's the man's lust that's supplying this, right? If there wasn't mm-hmm. a market for it, then they wouldn't yeah. <laughs> there right. wouldn't be one of every four women. If it wasn't so easy, so uh, easy. they wouldn't be doing it but it is so easy because there are so many men that are just addicted to sex um yeah so it shouldn't matter that a woman is out there you know finger blasting herself and making videos and posting a topless topless picture every four hours like that's fine if she wants to do that's her body great it looks beautiful you know nudity historically has gone through different phases and it used to just be how you are that was just you were were naked always naked um so the greeks uh, you look at a lot of their artwork, it's always like a woman with like one breast hanging out and stuff like that. So it was meant to yeah, or represent just fucking assed out laying on a fucking yeah. marble stone. Thick asses. Yeah. Uh, awesome. but it was <laughs> Dave's in his thing. <laughs> yeah, thick asses. Uh dummy thick. But it was meant to represent more of like that feminist power and image. It wasn't like just an overt like sexualization. It was like this is this is woman. Yeah. And uh so it's it's weird to navigate that right now because uh, there's a lot of like, I guess it would be bigotry, you know what I mean? Like sexism. Like a lot of men are angry, you know, calling men whores because it seems like everyone has an OnlyFans, but then they've got fucking $65 a month subscribed to OnlyFans. So you're like, well, wait a second. You're as much a part of the problem as the yeah, other girls. It's a vicious so, cycle, man. Yeah, we, we need to reevaluate, I think, where sex stands in our culture. Um, and well, especially, like, personally. You know, you can go out, go without sex for a while. I mean, um, dude, me personally, it's not about, like, straight, gay. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're straight. Like, I don't want to see a bunch of fucking, especially in public, mm-hmm. you know, like, I want to see two dudes making out just like I don't want to see a dude and a chick making out or two chicks making out like all fucking porno tonguey. You don't like PDA. What is that? Public displays of affection. You go hold hands. That's it. A little peck on the cheek. Normal shit. Yeah. I mean, you're in public. You know, you're over there like. You don't want to be stuck in a dead stop traffic up on 75 right next to the bang bus. No, no, not at all. And I mean, most of the time I got my kids with me or my wife and I'm not over there squeezing her ass and fucking shoving my tongue down her throat in front of everyone because there's a place for that to me. And that's in your own home in your bedroom or other rooms when your kids ain't home. Yeah, but then they market it everywhere. So it's not. That's just the way that I look like, you know, I mean, if it's in a movie or something, it's a movie. You know, um, but I don't want to see it even in movies or shows even like, you know, it's like, uh, there's fucking the fosters or whatever, where they're like foster kids and they're fucking each other, which, you know, they're not related, but it's just weird to me. You know, what is this? The fosters. It's a show. Oh, and their last name is the Fosters, and their foster parents, and they're gay, they're women, they're lesbians, 
And then they have a train wreck of a show. Oh, my wife fucking loved it. I fucking thought it was garbage, you know. And there's a bunch of kids that grew up together in this foster home, and Mm -hmm. now they're of age, and they start fucking each other. (laughs) And it's like, well, of course. But if it was Disney, it wouldn't be of age. Right. Yeah, there was a... Well, I mean, I say of age, but, you know, they're like 16. Yeah. 15, 16, 17, 18. <sighs> and then that's the shows that are out. And then there's, you know, I got, I got like Peacock, mm-hmm. the the streaming site. Right. It still has uh, commercials. So, you know, you're watching it and a commercial comes on, which is weird because I haven't seen a commercial in fucking yeah. decades. And uh, it's um, like something to do with herpes medication mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of dudes shoving their fucking tongue down each other's throat on there and i'm like what the fuck is this man this is supposed to be a medication like we all know how herpes is spread yeah. just have the dude on there talking to the other dude and like why is it having to be about this and i mean commercials or shows with men and women even like if it's not like a sex scene in a show or a movie, right? You know, the fuck are you need it for? You're out there in the in at the mall, tonguing. It's like, what the fuck, dude? That's why the term "get a room." I mean, get a fucking room, man. Like, what the fuck? We don't want to see this shit. Yeah, so now you're walking through the mall and they put nipples on mannequins. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> Unnecessary. It's not the, that cold in the mall. Okay? The tit, the titty is not even supposed to be out on a mannequin. It's to show how the fucking garment looks on the mannequin like it doesn't even have a face but it has a nipple you know like what the fuck it's how baseless it is it's you know what are they gonna do next put a pussy on there or a dick <laughs> like it's gonna be a big every... <laughs> fucking big dong hanging off of the mannequin like they you know because like now you go to like dick sporting goods they got like the big buff fucking mannequin yeah. and it looks like a black dude are they gonna have like buddy silver yeah you have a big silver dong hanging off of this dude, like so, so you can see how your dong looks in the in the shorts that you're buying. Like I don't know, dude. I don't get it, man. Now waiters with a cock pocket, <laughs> yeah, the banana basket. <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? We need all this crap for, dude. It's a really good skit by South Park, and um, this is with the Jonas Brothers. They go oh, to confront. Yeah. They go to confront Mickey Mouse. Like we're. We're not comfortable singing anymore. Yeah, we don't want to wear a promise ring. Yeah, they're wearing these like these little promise ring, like chastity rings. And uh, Mickey Mouse is like, "Oh boy, let me tell you to this one more time, fellas." And he's like, "The um, the Jonas Brothers wear their promise rings so that we can sell sex to little girls. If they're up there reaching up for your junk, it makes Disney look bad. But if you wear your promise rings, it's okay." Mm-hmm. Like. Oh my god! And then he beats their ass. Yeah, he be- <laughs> fucking brutalizes like, fucking, like Nick Jonas or he something. He gets the fucking main one and like beats his fucking ass, and he's like kicking him in the face, and he's like, "Oh, is there a problem here? Because I thought there might be a problem." No, Mister Mouse. No, Mister Mouse. <laughs> oh, good. Now get out there and make me some goddamn money. <laughs> and like fucking, it was hilarious. It's it's a brilliant little skit. But it's true. Yeah, for, I mean. There's no reason that Jasmine had to be as sexy as she was in Aladdin. Uh, she was, though. She, <laughs> yep. Yep, uh, yep. But it's in all these shows, and they started, I, I noticed it 
when I was like a middle-aged teenager, like mid-teens, you know, 16, 17, um, I'm not sure, like Total Drama Good Island little teenagers some other stuff. Take off your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What was that? What did you say? It was literally in there. I heard it. Anyway, uh, like Sweet Life with Zach and Cody and all these uh, yeah, iCarly, the a bunch of shit. But iCarly, the jokes in there, or the you know quote unquote jokes and like allusions to sex, just became more apparent. And like, what does a nine-year-old watching the show have to? Why, why do they have to listen to this? Like, why? Well, why is this included at all? They shouldn't even have a concept of you know where this joke is hitting for so is this joke being written for the parents watching the show sure as fuck hope not i don't know but i mean look at music christina aguilera in sync backstreet boys fucking uh britney spears yeah dolly parton wasn't in a thong on stage no i mean well my point is is when like christina aguilera first started and uh Britney Spears first started, they were the wholesome schoolgirl next door type, you know. And then, I mean, when they came of, because I think they started when they were like young, oh, like they 16, were young. 17, yeah. like they were both in, and, and Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Britney, were, Justin Timberlake, yeah. yeah. They were in the Mickey Mouse Club and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So once they became... Older, and could like, take off their uh, their purity rings. There, yeah. Well, one of the point is, is like when they were women. Now, they didn't want to be looked at as child stars, you know. So I think that that's why they did that shit. But it, it there. I mean, Christina Aguilera had that dirty song mm-hmm. where she was like fucking smoking, and you know. She's like all wet and fucking got the thong on, and the, you know. Then Britney Spears had the song where she's in the tight red leather, and now and then she had the boy song and the whole nine. I mean, it's in music; it's everywhere. Yeah, but her producer, like manager, probably came in there, opened up a binder, and said, "Look, red leather increases viewership by this, which equates to this amount of money you're right. putting on the fucking outfit." Probably. Probably because um, sex sells, um, right? But I mean, it's just everywhere, and it's so overdone now. Like, uh, I, don't, I guess I'm kind of old school with it. I guess uh, the way I think and the way I act. Like, I don't do PDAs mm-hmm. so much. Um, you know, I don't want to see it. Like, to me, it's this private thing. Uh, I mean, just on the way over here, like, I was in fucking Wawa getting a drink, and some fucking dude and chick just, like, all hugging on each other and kissy-facing and fucking sucking all each other's necks and shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude, man? This is Wawa. This isn't the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you're not in the corner somewhere. Like, there's thousands of people walking around, and this is what you're doing. Go home. You go to Wawa to make out? Like, did you meet here? <laughs> or then the questions start to roll yeah. out of me. You know, I'm like, did you guys, like, meet here to make out? Or, you know, because, like, when I was a kid, you had to, like, go to fucking John Jones' basement. Yeah. And, Look like, out point or make out point. Yeah. Yeah. Shit like that. Um, 
I don't get it, you know, and I mean, it sells, I understand, profits, but you need to like reel that shit in, man, because it's starting to affect people in a negative way. Uh, Agreed. So the fact that this type of sexualized media and the writing for shows and movies um so bad in shows dude it's just in every fucking show there's some kind of something yeah it's 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 a problem it's a disease and it's if you were to look at it objectively like well yeah these are children shows you're grooming children for sex and uh we're making it more normalized and i've i've got a young sister who's you know about 16 now and i see this all the time the influence that sex has and how she speaks how she acts the type of content that she consumes um it's bad <laughs> it's yeah. it's bad. she's she's highly at risk i have uh one of my other sisters who monitors her phone you know she's got her apps on it so she can see who she's texting and you know snapchats and all the pictures and stuff saved on her phone so she ensures it good you know my 16 year old daughter isn't leaking nudes out to random boys or asking to hook up or sneak out you know so she's she's being monitored um much to her annoyance but i mean she's been literally groomed to think that sex at that age is okay and the promiscuous personality is okay it's in every show some 14 15 year old girl you know even if it's with someone who's the same age like what the fuck is that in the show for yeah but then you have like their icons so the adults that they follow that they aspire to be you know britney spears back then it's like okay you had this landscape of young uh girls that are looking up to britney spears who you know just came of age you know like 20 years old and she's singing these songs and dressing and this is the content it's like, well yeah of course they're gonna follow suit you're her fucking idol she's yeah. got every album of yours posters up on the wall of course they're going to emulate that sort of behavior um, and it wasn't like that, you know, 50 years ago, no. you know, the, the landscape of where <sighs> sex has fallen and like, I mean, dude, you know, I had the comedian talking about like how they want to ban baby. It's cold outside because it's rapey. Oh, it's super rapey. Yeah. But like compare it to WAP. You know what I mean? No, well, it's, it's pretty senseless. Baby, it's cold outside. Seems like uh, I hate listening to that song. That's so creepy. It's so like that song is about manipulation for sexual gratification, and uh, I just I it still doesn't even compare. I would ban it, but I just I don't think it'd be playing at. I don't think it should be played at like the shopping mall. You know, I don't it's, uh, hear that. I mean, the WAP song, dude. Like. Literally we're stuck on this WAP. It's because of the lyrics. Read the lyrics. Like you're literally telling girls to ride some dick and have him buy you a car and put you through college. Like, no, put yourself through college, get an education, you know, stand up for yourself. But you know, these young girls, I mean even Tom McDonald, you know, I showed you a little bit of him. He's an independent rapper, raps about politics and just whatever's going on mm-hmm. in the world. You know, he's pretty good. I like him a lot. Um, he had one line that was 
where he was like, uh, I can't believe I'm labeled as controversial, but Cardi B is the role model for 12 year old girls. Like the stuff that he's saying in his songs is educational or, you know, it makes you think. Right. Wop's just about fucking literally. That's it. The wet ass pussy is what it's I mean, called. We've had, it, we've had allusions to it. I mean, there's been sexualized songs. Um, well, forever, but not yeah. just blatant. <laughs> like this is blatant. Yeah, it's it's trashy for sure. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Like what the fuck? Yeah, so we should, uh, I think, as a society, this is the number one song in America. I think on a <laughs> in, an individual level, I think we should reevaluate where sex lies in in our life um put put up boundaries it should lie at your house all right <laughs> in yeah. your bed <laughs> behind closed doors <laughs> but i mean we we have to police ourselves uh from our our thoughts and uh the the influences upon those and especially if you have a family of children um you know make sure go over your child locks uh monitor their activity especially if they're of that age you know coming of age i mean kids as early as 11 12 years old are being caught up in sexualized scandals and uh you have to be proactive but even on like me 30 year old guy um sex is great sure but i've drawn back from uh like sexualized content and just how i view certain relationships and like in my mind how I would view people, you know, I, I recognize how I was in my early twenties, you know, even like late teens and like I was a hound. So I've, I've come a long way. Somewhat normal. Yeah. I've, I've come a long way from that. I mean, Uh, I, I was too. I think every man is at that time, but you know, back to the tender episode, like men will sleep with anyone who lets them. Women, you choose your mate in the whole animal existence of the world. That's how it is. You know, uh, I forget who it was about the lock. What was that? Uh, yeah, Chinese so, adverb or whatever. Yeah, so it's like, uh, wow, if a master key can open any lock, uh, it's a good key. Um, if, oh God, hold on. If uh, a lock can be opened by any key. It's a shitty lock. Yeah. You are the lock, ladies. Don't let the keys open you, please, God. I mean... Well, I mean, some people, again, like, there's... Whether it's a a mental... Like, nymphomania is, like, a clinical diagnosis. Um, Sex addicts, there's... Sex addicts anonymous, you know? There's people who have actual problems with You imagine that? Sex addicts... Sex Addicts Anonymous, like just putting a bunch of sex addicts all in the same fucking place. Right. Seems counter. Well, the same thing with uh, AA, um, especially if your AA office is like right next to a bar. No, dog. Like, if you're a man that's a sex addict and there's like a whole bunch of hot chicks in there that are sex addicts, it's kind of like, let's do this. Oh, yeah, that's, that's dangerous. <laughs> um, dangerous, man. But, you know, we we have ultimate control. I just think that. When you're interacting with people, especially if you find yourself in like a single position, uh, not every potential relationship that you have with someone is uh, should be one? viewed through the mm-hmm. lens of "Can I sleep with this person?" You know what I mean? Right. Um, 
that's like the the first trailing thought and that's you're already down a wrong path you know that first step you're down the wrong path mm -hmm. um really need to look at people uh as that whole entity and decide where your respect lies for what things because it's fine if people sleep around that's great hookup in in certain contexts hookup culture is fine for those that buy into the hookup culture if you're on the same wavelength and everyone's uh, kosher with it that's great um but if you're not equipped to handle that if you think you're into hookup culture but you still have these old antiquated ideas and you're putting some sort of like bias and tilt on these women that you're hooking up with um then yeah you're gonna start to get jaded and upset even though you're condoning the action you're instigating and you're following through with it's like yeah there is potential there for you to hurt yourself you know any mm -hmm. relationship you put yourself out there you hurt or yourself. someone else i mean yeah you, you see uh criminal minds episodes where the dude gets ghosted so many times, and then like the first one that ghosted him, he starts killing girls that look like him. Yeah, it's it's psychotic breaks are real, and it only takes one trigger. You yeah, know? So, so uh, get some therapy if you find yourself susceptible to uh, these sorts of thoughts, behaviors. If you uh, open up your browser and uh, you know while you're searching the internet, all types of ads are sex oriented. You know that's an indicator there that. You should probably do some introspection, mm -hmm. um, you know, reevaluate what your relationship status looks like at that time. If there is something that's deficit, have the conversation uh, with your partner or with yourself, uh, reach out. You know, therapy is more accessible now than ever. Uh, so find someone that's safe enough uh, in a clinical environment. To start asking yourself those heavy hitting questions, do do I do I have a problem? How do I look at other people? Uh, how do I look at myself? Um, this is, I think, you have to build up that bastion to try to fight the outside influences of sexualization because it's everywhere. Every everywhere you turn, sex is being sold to you, and it's only going to find root if you are of the mind state to let it. Um, so look at yourself, uh, look at your children's activities, uh, look at the environment that they're in, um, you know, double take, pull up uh, uh, a search for sex offenders in your area. You know what I mean? I'm uh, not trying to scare yourself, but you have to be informed. And yep. maybe your kid's going over here and uh, to a neighbor's house and playing with their kids, but, oh, that neighbor has a dog and you know, kids go over there, pet the dog all the time. Uh, just be mindful and uh, you have to look, you know, it's not going to be shown to you. You have to pull back some, some curtains and uh, see what's going on behind your own mind in your neighborhood in the environment that you and your family exist in. The uh, first step to fixing a problem is identifying it. First thing they teach you in the, uh, for 12 steps and whatnot. So you have to admit that you have a problem before you can do anything about it. And you have to teach your kids things. You know, be honest. Be honest with your kids. Like, I'm going to take my son to see The Sound of Freedom. And uh, my daughter's already seen it. You know, so... It's a powerful message. If you have time, go see it. 
definitely opened some eyes. I think most people are just oblivious to this kind of stuff. You know, like we live in Sarasota area of, of Florida. It's literally like in the top five sex trafficking area. Big vacation point. A lot of girls come here. A lot of girls come here on uh, spring break and never leave. You know, so um, if you see something, do something about it. You know, if you see somebody grabbing somebody, do something about it. Educate your kids, especially your girls. I sent my daughter a video of some guys that were like hovering around in the parking lot. And it was all coordinated. Basically, he just kind of hovered around and then his buddy got in the back seat of the car when she got in her car and then next thing you know he's getting in passenger seat and so the most likely what happened was the buddy got in the back seat when she wasn't looking held a gun to her knife whatever then they just took her and her car so be mindful of everything and this shit's real you know so don't just not look at it because it doesn't go away. And I mean, it could be your kid one day. So pay attention. You know, don't just dismiss things because you think they're not true or they're never going to affect you. Shit happens. So. Yeah, I don't think sex is a problem. It's not going anywhere. But it's mm -hmm. how we treat sex and how we let sex affect us that is a problem. Yeah. So address the problem. On that note, Cue the music. Run for drama, drama. <laughs>